Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Haug, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our Partner Network magazine. Today I'm going to give you some highlights from the 2022 Automation Fair event hosted by Rockwell Automation in Chicago the week of November 14th because there was so much technology to see and so many educational events going on. It's really the event for our industry and people come from all over the world. So I want to go over the highlights and then I'll give you some ways to dive into a lot more that went on at the show. But before I dive in, it's time for our family-friendly, silly joke of the day. How much money does a pirate pay for his corn? About a buccaneer. Okay, so I'm guessing you're like me when you go to a trade show and you're there to look for technologies that will actually help, that will actually streamline your work. And the conference sessions that you look for, you want them to be educational, not just a sales pitch from your vendor. Man, have I been mad when I've paid a lot to go to a conference and it was just vendors selling their wares. And that's why I love Automation Fair. A lot of other people do too. And after a quiet couple of years for trade shows attendance in general, no matter what industry... A record-setting 15,000 industrial automation professionals gathered at McCormick Place West for Automation Fair. And these people came from all over the world. And that's part of what makes this show a big deal because people know this is the place to come. The week started with the popular Process Solutions User Group Meeting, or PSUG, that takes place on Monday and Tuesday of show week. This is an immersive experience for process industry professionals. And I want to make a note here that I'm calling it a show for brevity in this podcast, but Rockwell Automation doesn't like to call it a show because it's so much more because of the educational events and the forums and the panel discussions and the keynotes. There's so much going on. So I'm just doing it for brevity here. So Monday and Tuesday of the week was, was the PISA event, and then uh, so on Tuesday was the Perspectives event, where members of the media, like me, from all over the world, plus some other select automation professionals, heard presentations and panel discussions about the changing face of manufacturing in a post-COVID-19 world, which I know we're not in a post-world, but it's better than it was two and a half years ago. Then the two-day Automation Fair event with the Expo, Industry Forums, and Educational Events ran Wednesday and Thursday, November 16th and 17th. Now, before I dive in with the highlights, I want you to know that whether you did or did not attend, you can visit the Rockwell Automation Virtual Experience at, and here comes the URL, rok.auto slash af22 hyphen on demand. And you can watch keynote presentations or check out industry, technology, and Services Expo Tours. That link is also in this episode's description. So let's summarize the key things that are important for you to know about at the Automation Fair event. The PSUG event for process industry professionals on Monday and Tuesday is a very popular event that often sells out. Here are some numbers for you. More than 750 visitors from 15 countries and 20 process industries attended 14 customer sessions, 30 technical sessions, and eight hands-on labs. I did pretty good saying that without slurring. I slur when I'm sober, so that was pretty good. Now, the educational sessions help operators and engineers and managers do their jobs better, and they also showcase case studies using the process solutions available from Rockwell Automation. And a lot of these case studies are presented from customers who use the solutions, whether it's from a Rockwell Automation partner and with Rockwell Automation Solutions. Industry experts and panels also shared their perspectives on how COVID-19 digitalization, which I cannot say 
<laughs> I can write it, but I cannot say it. How COVID-19 digitalization and sustainability trends led to many other challenges for end users and their partners, which you all are very familiar with, like supply chain bottlenecks and the resulting productivity issues or increased network connections that produce cybersecurity vulnerabilities. Attendees also got to learn about the latest developments in the Rockwell Automation Plant PAX DCS, and this gained a peak controller as part of its recent 5.0 release, while the Plant PAX 5.1 launched last summer with Factory Talk emulation software for the peak controller. Now, the newest version is 5.2, and it includes fully redundant Flex HA 5000 I.O. platform, and this is a big deal. It has all discrete and digital inputs and outputs on one card, which lets users terminate wires and program them electronically. So as you know, this saves huge amounts of time on configuration, startups, and spares management. PSUG also has great customer stories, as I mentioned before, presented from people from the customer. So you can actually see how the people like you solve problems like yours. Everybody likes a good case study, and I can vouch for that. Those are the most popular articles in the journal. PSUG attendees also got a great plant tour of the machine building company Triangle Package Machinery. And you can see that by visiting the Automation Fair on demand link in our episode description. The Perspectives event for the media on Tuesday included presentations from so many companies, Rockwell Automation, Microsoft, McKinsey and Company, I think Accenture, and there were other industry analysts we saw that gave their insight into industry trends. And a lot of them were talking about how manufacturers can take next steps to set up digital transformation. Now, every year, this Perspectives Day includes a keynote from the CEO and chairman of Rockwell Automation. And this year was no different. Blake Moret shared how the company and many others are using technology to tackle sustainability, workforce, and supply chain challenges so that they can meet their unique challenges because every company, as you know, is different. He also talked about how resourceful we've all had to become. And some of us have surprised ourselves with our ingenuity because of the pandemic and noted that companies who were already on their digitalization journey were much better prepared when everyone except the line workers were had to be sent home. So remote access became essential pretty much overnight. Some of the key takeaways I liked from this presentation were the five components that will drive the future of manufacturing. And you know when the chairman and CEO of an international company like Rockwell Automation is talking about trends and what's coming and what's going to work, you know he knows what he's talking about. So these are the five components he listed. So the first was optimizing productivity, empowering workers, managing cybersecurity and safety risks, applying sustainability and energy conservation efforts, and focusing on IT and digital transformations to accelerate growth. Now, there's a lot more interesting info that came out of Perspectives, but if I covered it all here, this podcast would be longer than your favorite true crime podcast. So you can watch the Perspectives presentations and panel discussions on demand at rok.auto slash perspectives or read the full article about it. Both links are in this episode description. Now to the two-day automation fair event on Wednesday and Thursday. This has it all. I'm so excited every year to go because of the technology, people, the education, the networking. There's always something going on. There's so much to do. It's really exciting. And then there's all these networking events in the evening, social events. So here's what is the most appealing to me. It has it all. Presentations, interactive training for attendees, industry forums, which I'll get to later, 
and the popular Expo, demonstrating technology innovations from Rockwell Automation and companies in its partner network ecosystem. So attendees got to go to hands-on labs and learn from those training sessions, the keynotes, and networking events. And another wonderful aspect is that sessions presented by Rockwell Automation, the educational sessions, are eligible for professional development hour credits or PDH credits. So for those of you or or attendees who need those, it's a great way to get some of those credits. And by the way, in case it matters to you, you know, if you have to save money when you travel, Rockwell provides the lunches for both days, the Wednesday and Thursday, as well as freshments and snacks during the day to keep you going. Now, earlier I shared some numbers about the PSUG process event. Here are some numbers about uh, the two-day automation fair event. The fair had more than 100 exhibits in the expo, 90 technical sessions, and hands-on labs. Wow. Plus 12 industry-focused forums. There were even some amazing surprise demonstrations outside of the entrance of the expo, which I mentioned before. Just so much going on. I mean, when you walk up to the entrance of the show, and if any of you were there, you know what I'm talking about. There was this robotic thing walking around on four legs, I guess. There were two other demonstrations I can't even tell you about because there were so many people outside the entrance excited. They hadn't even gotten inside yet. That's how fun this event is. So I'm going to highlight some of the big deal technologies that were on display from Rockwell Automation and companies in this partner network program. These are just a few, and you can find links to these products in the episode description. So let's start with the Factory Talk Edge Gateway, or FTEG, from Rockwell Automation. It connects OT to IT, and its tools scan the Ethernet IP network to discover devices. Now, with the Festo CPX FB36 bus node, and Festo is a Rockwell Automation partner, so with its CPX FB36 bus node now recognized by FTEG, basic diagnostic information from smart pneumatic devices such as Festo valve terminals and energy-saving pneumatic devices are easily accessible. So with its connection to FTG, technology partner Festo is one of the first third-party suppliers to support FTEG and to seamlessly bring digitized pneumatic information under the Rockwell Automation IoT umbrella. This is a big deal. And speaking of Festo, the company introduced new innovations for Rockwell Automation PLCs that seamlessly acquire data from Festo pneumatic valves and actuators. These help OEMs, system integrators, and end users cut costs, shorten time to market, and improve performance, and who doesn't want that? Another new release that was a big deal at the show that was demonstrated was the Rockwell Automation Flex HA 5000 IO platform for process applications that I mentioned earlier that was discussed during PSUG. It's capable of full 5.9's redundancy right out of the box, and it includes fully software configurable IO that lets users EPCs and system integrators know the approximate total number of I.O. needed and not the exact specifics required. This means they can decouple the hardware and software design processes when engineering a project, ordering the hardware earlier while the final software development work is done. Let's see. Ah, Rockwell Automation Technology Partner Softing Inc. demonstrated its extended T-Manager to deliver streamlined connectivity between logic controllers and PostgreSQL databases. This allows easy, secure, and robust production monitoring, recipe downloading, and high-speed sorting and industrial analytics at scale. T-Manager is a control logics 
Compatitor or Compact Logics compatible module that inserts into the chassis and supports bi-directional data movement between the controller and databases or cloud with no server coding or protocol translation required. Oh, here's another interesting product that was demonstrated and released from Roth's Controls as a technology partner. They expanded its electrical safety solution offering with a new E-LOX. I'm going to call it E-LOX, but it's E space L-O-X, electrical isolation device. It's especially useful in situations where a long distance exists between the main electrical disconnect and the machine, causing extra downtime traveling back and forth and performing local lockout tagout. The ELOX includes a stop button to send a stop command to the machine. Once the machine has stopped and the disconnect switch has been actuated and locked, isolation can be visually verified by using the three-phase voltage indicator and by using the start button to test the machine to verify that it does not run. There's so many other new technologies that are worth mentioning, and I can't mention them all here. There's Matrix Air EC motor filter from MTE Corp. There's um, around-the-clock monitoring of flow pressure, temperature, and level from Anderson Hauser. There are so many products, hundreds, that were either demonstrated and or introduced at the show that there's just no time or space to introduce them. So I'm going to put a link in the you got it, episode description, so you can find out all the products that were introduced and learn about how they might be able to help you. I encourage you to visit also the virtual experience link in the episode description because that's really going to show you the key technologies and trends and presentations from the show. And I shot videos interviewing numerous exhibitors who demonstrated their technologies in the video. So you can see up close and watch those videos as I interview those people from the uh, companies. The link to my videos is in the episode description. Now, Automation Fair is a huge event with a lot to offer. For example, there were 12 industry forums. I mentioned them before, and they were focused on uh, industries like food and beverage, water, wastewater, life sciences, automotive, oil and gas, chemical, pulp and paper, OEMs, mining, and more. There were panel discussions, case studies from customers, and so much more. There's just no way to cover it all here, and you certainly wouldn't want that. So in addition to everything I've listed before that's in the episode description, it would be great for you to read the eShow Daily articles. This was the official e-newsletter that was put out during the show, and they've gathered all the articles into one spot. And they're easy to read, they're short, but informative. I put a link to the e-show daily, say it with me, in the episode description. So to wrap up, it's not too early to plan for this year's Automation Fair event in Boston, November 6th through 9th. You can learn more at automationfair.com. I've never been to Boston, so I'm looking forward to seeing that city and to seeing you at the show. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'm Teresa Houck with The Journal Magazine, and we'll chat again soon. If you enjoy Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening.